because I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I registered for this. I traveled for this. I rented a car. I planned my whole life. And, man, this is a disaster. Now what do I do? This Runs Radio, episode 683, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. guys uh real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show just want to uh remind you once again that uh, one of my favorite things to do each and every month is to uh give away a free training program to somebody to somebody that has entered the giveaway it's it's an ongoing giveaway i do it each and every month uh if you've been around for a while you know that if you're new to the show uh get yourself entered you know what, what have you got to lose uh you've got everything to win nothing to lose um, and all you need to do to get entered, it's a super easy process, is head over to disruns.com slash giveaway, or you can just go right to the homepage, disruns.com. There's a, a link right there. It says, click here to enter. You click that. There's a little pop-up that comes up. You enter your name or enter your email address, bada boom, bada bam. You are entered into the giveaway, and each month, the random number generator picks one person that has entered themselves into the giveaway, and... You know, who knows? Maybe it could be you. Uh, but you're automatically re-entered each month, uh, so you don't have to re- re-enter. If you've done it once, you're good to go. Um, and yes, yes, it does put you on my email list. But my email list, uh, I think, is maybe one of the better email lists to be on. I've, I've gotten that feedback from a few people. Of, of course, the people that don't enjoy my emails probably haven't emailed me to tell me that, but they've just unsubscribed, which obviously you have that option to do at any point. But my uh, my emails tend to be more like blog posts and less like... You know, kind of some of those those typical newsletters, buy this, buy that type of things. So uh, if you want to check it out, would love to have you do so. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. Um, or like I said, right there on the homepage, Dizruns.com. Get yourself entered to, to win a free custom training program, which is every bit as good and exactly, literally, exactly the same type of service that I do for those that pay for it. So it's not some half-baked version. It is the real deal. And uh, just picked a, a winner just uh, a few days ago as this episode comes out. And we'll be picking another one at the end of this month and uh, every month moving forward. So get yourself entered now and uh, best of luck. So uh, now, without any further ado, let's dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. My uh, guest today is a woman that uh, I've been working with as a coach for, for several years. So somebody, somebody that I've, I've known for a while. And finally, we were able to meet in person just, uh, just yesterday as we're recording this, a couple weeks ago as you're listening to this, at the uh, Bear Bait Ultras where um, we both ran the 50K and uh, she pimped it and came in second uh, second female in the 50k distance so certainly had a, a great day for her uh, I was a little bit behind the pace at fifth for the for the men which uh, I'll, I'll still take top five without without too com- without complaining too much but anyway uh, no doubt we will uh, certainly talk about that race at some point and uh, like I said known each other for for long enough now that there's a whole host of other things that will also come up in today's chat with miss Jennifer Jameson so uh, thanks for joining us today, Jennifer uh, looking looking forward to this and, and doing this in person for the for the first time so uh, thanks for being the guinea pig today. Good morning. Good morning indeed. Guys, if you haven't uh, connected with Jennifer yet already on uh, the Twitters, on the Instagrams, same handle, both places at the letter C, the number 20, so at C20H10N20. 
two. And uh, for all you non-chemistry nerds out there, that is a chemical a chemistry equation for something that's fancier than what I, than what I know from uh, all my chemistry classes back in the day. Um, but that's, again, C20H10N2 on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you're out on the go, can't type that in at the moment, disruns.com slash 683 is the link that will take you back to the show notes for today's episode. And we'll have Jennifer's uh, handles all linked there. No website, no blog or anything like that to follow along, but certainly on the social medias, you can connect with her uh, across the different platforms. So Jennifer, the way we always start off each episode of the show, you know, you know this, you've listened to a show or two in your day. Uh, it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Definitely the full. The full marathon. Enjoy. Not even just racing and enjoy training for it and running it. That's enough of a challenge, especially in the race. I feel like I got my money's worth. Mm, right, right. Um, definitely a, a challenge in the 50K and definitely um, or in the in the marathon. Sorry. It's also a challenge in the 50K. We'll get to that in a minute. Still still have the ultra marathon mind going on right now after uh, after yesterday's uh, shenanigans. But um, talking about the, the enjoyment of training for a marathon, which um, I feel like there's there's two camps of, of runners, at least two camps of runners that I've talked to somewhat uh, regularly uh, on the show and, and probably some that I've, I've worked with as well, where it's either like they like the race day, especially for the marathon. They like the, they like the race day of, of the excitement, the hoopla, the, the festivities and get through the training to get there. Or there's there's the crew that, that loves, kind of like what you just said, that, that loves the training, the race is okay. The race is, is, is all right, but definitely, you know, logging, logging those miles, uh, week in, week out is something that, that they really enjoy. What, what for you do you, cause I would rate myself, I'm getting a bit more into the middle of that, uh, that realm, but I definitely would, would if I had to rate myself, would say I'm more on the side of, I do the training. I, I, I survive the training. I put up with the training, um, to, to have hopefully a good race day experience. Um, but what, what do you enjoy about the, the training side of, of marathon running, maybe more so than the race day itself? On training runs, I'm out on normally on a barely paved lane and a half of road with nothing but fences and cows, the occasional car. <laughs> there, There is no people traffic. There is no police blocking the intersections because there are no intersections. <laughs> so, I mean, lately it's in some city miles, but... All of the early training is out on, and some of those are even dirt roads because mm-hmm. they haven't gotten back to paving them over again yet. Right. So it's it's quiet peacefulness, me and a long playlist and a few cows. Just get out there and go and go. Gotcha, gotcha. What was um? How I I feel like I should know this, and I probably do if I really went back and, and thought about it for a second, but um. How how did you get started in this whole running marathons distance distance running uh, thing that uh, you're definitely all into these days? Started with one of my friends' brothers was killed in a car accident and served in the military. Mm. So I asked another military friend, "How can I honor him? Help her?" And he introduced me to Team Taps, which is a military charity. Mm-hmm supports families of fallen soldiers once something happens to the soldier killed in action or otherwise tap steps in with complete paid counseling retreats camps 24 7 phone support 
and they do all of that with charitable contributions, mm. big events, big charity fundraisers, companies that donate, and then crazy people that run really far and <laughs> fundraise. Right. So it was, oh, well, just sign up for half. It'll only be one. It'll be great. And then after I celebrated the first half, that military Marine friend said, well, that was great. Why don't you go sign up for <laughs> Marine Corps Marathon in D.C.? You can finish that. Next thing, I'm chemistry out. I'm doing a nerd math moment going, I don't know if I can run that fast for 26 miles, but I think I can fundraise their minimum. Mm-hmm. Why not? I've never seen D.C. This will be fun. Right, right. <laughs> and and the rest, as they say, is, is history that uh, you just kind of... Uh, get get sucked into this into this world. Um, so so how how long ago was that about? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. I think was the first. That was either the first or that was when I just started training to run. Gosh, at that point, it'll only be a five k. I mm-hmm. told my boyfriend, and he said, <laughs> "Yeah, I know you better." <laughs> right. And then right. I ran one ten k. And I'm never doing that again. That's too far. I can't do this. And it might have been spring 2015. Okay. So it's been, it's been a handful of years, something yeah. like that. Um, looking, looking back and, and obviously, you know, hindsight is, is what it is. You, you know how the story plays out. So it's, it's maybe it's, it's a little bit harder to put yourself into that, that scenario. But, um, you know, you get, you get started for for obviously for a, a a great cause doing something greater than than yourself to support a, a friend and and just supporting the military in general is 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 certainly something that I think most of us can can pretty well get behind and 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 are happy to to support uh, those types of causes when we when we have the opportunity. Um, but it, you know, again, hindsight being what it is, any reason uh, that you w- could have even possibly dreamed that you know four years ago five years ago whatever the exact dates are that you know this was going to be more than a one and done type of of thing that that now it's like planning out races you know throughout the year and different distances and and different goals and all that kind of stuff you know to have it blossom into what it is has become for you absolutely not (laughs) and during that moment when i finished the first half i was still riding competitive dressage horses Mm. So running was the extra activity that I squeezed into an already busy life, working full time and riding seven to 12 hours a week, mm-hmm. training, competing, falling that no, at that point, the running was just something extra. Did, did the, and, and forgive any ignorance on dressage and equestrian and, and all, all horse related topics, because uh, I, I admittedly have no knowledge experience whatever with anything in that world but you know for for a few i don't know if a lot maybe a lot of folks um that that have have a history in some type of other athletic event um running can be a great cross training thing a great thing to to kind of help you know like i've i've said you know before that in, in my early days running was what i did to stay in shape for the real sports um you know or, or to, to try to get in shape uh to 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 play hockey or to to play basketball or football or whatever sport i was playing at the time as as a kid um is, is would there have been a component in that in that time when when running was good cross training for the dressage stuff or was it just kind of something extra like is again ignorant not knowing what i'm talking about here is there a relationship between those two types of activities at all no it was completely different (laughs) um as i was running i was finding different muscle groups Mm -hmm. 
that I never used riding. And then riding clothes started fitting differently. And I tried to wrap my legs around the horse, looking at my legs going, where did that come from? <laughs> okay, well, now this, now this saddle doesn't fit him quite right. And I would squeeze the way I used to to say, go forward or go this way. Mm-hmm. And my senior horse, which I still have, would stop. <laughs> he didn't know what I was asking for. Right. So he would come to it careening complete slam on the brake stop and a couple times even turned his head around and just looked at me (laughs) what do you want me to do (laughs) oh lord so no that it ended up that the riding was probably not as fulfilling Mm. as running i felt like i was getting a little more improvement running because Mm -hmm. now i'm the only thing that matters i'm not relying on a thousand pound creature to understand my mixed signals right right um, do you still do much riding? No, no, no. He's a pasture ornament. He eats my paycheck. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's still when you have the chances to go, go see, the, see, see him and, and, and whatnot. It's still gotta be, a, uh, I'm sure just a, a lot of, of good memories and, and, uh, good, good time away from running. You know, it's, oh, yeah. one of those things I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in, in, in the running world and certainly with me and, and people that I, I talk to for the show, it's like, it's always all most of the time all about running, running, running and, and fail to, uh, realize sometimes that we have, we have some things going on in our lives beyond, beyond just running as well. So, um, horse, the love of horses is still something that, uh, always going strong for you. Yeah. He's fun to hang out with. But yeah. I would, we hang out on the ground now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, kind of getting back to, to kind of maybe some of those early stages or, or moving, you know, moving along the timeline a little bit from first race. And then uh, I'm just going to be, I'm going to do this, this one time, I'm going to run this, this half marathon, raise some money, good cause. Um, and then, you know, and then what happens happens. And here we are four or five years later talking about, about running and, and ultras and, and this and that and the other, um, when, when did it start to become, um, obvious to you that this running thing wasn't just going to be, you know, all right, well maybe I'll do the, my first, you know, I'll do, I'll do Marine Corps for team taps as well. And then, and then I'll be, be done with it. When, when was it like, all right, when did you just kind of give up and say, all right, I, I'm, I'm kind of into this running thing for right now. After the second Marine Corps, second Marine Corps. So it took you two marathons to get, to get, no, hooked. it took three, took three. <laughs> Cause there was Marine Corps the first year. Pittsburgh the second the following May and then Marine Corps again mm-hmm. and the, the second time around Marine Corps it was the same sights the same vision and I started realizing okay I'm strategizing this like I would mm. do my riding and my training and yeah it looks like I'm in this all out right right um yeah and then and then no looking back you, you just you just kind of have in it um one thing that you just said there that that really you know, just kind of set off a, a, probably a string of questions. We'll see how many we get to here before it's, before we, before something else will set off another string of questions and I'll be, be off chasing that, that trail. But, um, the visualizing and the, the, the planning out, um, something that I, again, being completely removed from equestrian dressage, dressage, um, and, and also having said many times that the mental side of things is, is an area where I'm certainly, um, starting to, th- I think maybe starting to improve a bit, but, but certainly have a lot of, of room to, to continue to grow. But this whole visualizing and, and planning things out, which from the little bit I know of dressage from, you know, catching it on the Olympics once every 
maybe every four years if I happen to catch it while it's on that four years. And if not, maybe it's, it's every eight years. Um, but, but it is, you know, like you said, very planned out, scripted, um, you know, a routine just like you would see in gymnastics or figure skating or whatever, like, like you know, the, the same routine that, that, that you go through. But like you said, it's not just you, it's you plus the horse going through this. Um, all that to say, did, did that kind of, of background of, of thinking it through and, and meticulous planning and knowing, all right, that, that you know, at, at this point, the horse and I are doing this and then we do, you know, the, the, how it moves, builds one to the next. Um, did that help you, you think, with, with your running? And, and like you said, getting back to Marine Corps that second time, the same race the second time and like, all right, I kind of know what to expect, what's going to happen. Um, was, was that beneficial or am I, am I just kind of putting pieces together that aren't maybe there? beneficial but it goes before dressage my my career is that I'm a chemist which means I'm detail-oriented bordering OCD (laughs) and in order for that to all to work there has to be a plan and I'm going to run a certain test and I'm going to use a certain piece of equipment and so that everything has a strategy my science brain doesn't shut off Mm -hmm. ever so dressage was a good place for that and that's why running the full is another good place for that. I feel like I don't have enough time to plan for a 5K. Right. I go out, I run it, mile two and a half, I hate myself, and then it's over. <laughs> and then it's over, right. Where did, where did the rest of the race go? I just got warmed up. Now what am I supposed to do? And it, I started feeling the same way on the half. It's like, it's over. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm at mile 11. Well, geez, I feel like I just wasted 11 miles. That should have just been the beginning and the getting in the rhythm and... So not even just doing the same race, but getting on the mile markers and looking at the sign and glancing at my watch and thinking about my breathing and does everything match mm-hmm. on race day what it matched all the training miles. So the training miles is where I plan the science, test the theories. Did it work? Did it not? Okay, that didn't work. Right. Well, great. I've got next Sunday to try something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that worked really good. Let's lock that up somewhere in my brain and throw it out there on race day and see what happens. Right. Right. Does that, does that science brain help or hurt more? I'm sure that there's probably some of both. And and here's where I'm coming with the question. So some other folks that that I've worked with, some other folks I've just interacted with on, on social media or in the Facebook group or, or wherever, um, you know, it's, it, it's, um, when something goes wrong, whether it's on training day, whether it's on race, certainly on race day, it's, it stings a little bit more for, for all of us, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but when something goes wrong, it's like, oh, you know, it's a bit hyperbole, but almost like the world is, you know, the sky is falling. Like, what the, what the hell am I going to do? Um, but like you said, with the, with the science mind, you know, the scientific method that we learned in like third grade or whatever, like create a hypothesis, test it, observe the results, and then refine the hypothesis. Um, does Does that again, help or, or hurt you in that on a day that things don't go well, I'm sure there's still some human emotion in there, but are you able to kind of channel that into, all right, science experiment, what, what didn't go right today? How do we fix it moving forward? Does, do you think that helps you maybe compared to other, other folks that, that you know, that you've talked to, that you've, that you've met that are runners that maybe don't have that same test the hypothesis and, and, and move on from their type of, uh, mentality? On training days, I've gotten real good middle of the run to think, okay, pause, think, okay, how do how do I adjust? The we- the weather went from beautiful to torture. Mm. Okay, great. Now it's cold and raining and the wind's blowing in my face. Pause, think, regroup. I've not yet mastered that 
in the race. Right. Because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I registered for this. I traveled for this. I rented a car. I planned my whole life. And man, this is a disaster. Now what do I do? <laughs> right. So I'm getting better. I yeah. Get, it just means I need more races. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, I do think it's something that, that um, is maybe one of those lessons that's best learned through experience that, that, you know, and, and because of the, the cost factor, because of, of, um, you know, the fact that it's, it's like this, this one day test as opposed to this ongoing week after week adapt and adjust and, and tweak as, as we go type of situation. Um, I think we all tend to put a bit more pressure or a bit more expectation maybe is a better way of saying it on on race day so i'm glad to know that you're not so robotic that (laughs) on race day when things go a little bit wrong um that that it's not just completely like oh well you know whatever back to the back to the method and adjust and and react and move forward that it that it does sting a little bit uh if nothing else good 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 (laughs) um you know is speaking of of kind of training and and adapting and and adjusting a, a little bit um something that uh, I'm privy to because of our, our coaching relationship is that, uh, you're one of those runners that, uh, that some people really are like dig their heels in against. Some people are like, wow, that's kind of crazy, but, but whatever, if it works. Um, but that likes to run a lot leading up to a race, uh, specifically, um, we, we typically have somewhere in the, in the three or four weeks out from a marathon where, it's a, it's a 26 miler, um, is on, on the schedule. And, and the couple of times that I've tried to push back against that, um, you've pushed back against me enough to, to at this point where I'm just like, you know what, like we'll get it in. Cause I, I know you're not going to go out there and, and run it too hard. It's going to be easy. You're going to, you're taking your time, getting the time on your feet. Um, but, but, um, where, where did that come from the first time? Where, where did you get to the, the first time of going, you know what, like, I'm going to run 26 miles in, in a couple of weeks. Like I want to run 26 miles today to, to, well, I'll just start with that. What, why did, why is that what seems to work best for you? So before coaching, I was introduced to run walk by Jeff Galloway mm-hmm. and his beginner marathon schedule trains all the way to 26. Mm-hmm. And again, the science that gives me an opportunity to know, okay, it's not going to be, I'm not going to feel exactly like this in three weeks, but if this is how 26 miles went today, I have a general idea where my fitness is at a general idea where my, where my nutrition is, Mm -hmm. what kind of things I ate the day before, how I slept or didn't, what kind of hydration did I have in the three or four days prior? Okay. Well now I know before the race, I need to do that exact thing or something totally different. You know, I didn't, for example, before my first 13 mile training run ever, I ate garbage the day before (laughs) I had one decent meal. I thought, oh, that'll be plenty. Mm -hmm. I was texting one of my friends that was going to be running that race with me. And I was like, what did I do wrong? She's like, well, what did you eat? And I sent it all back to her. She said, you're trying to kill yourself. You Mm -hmm. need to do a lot better than that. So since that plan, the, at least the way I understood it and read it, it was if you train all the way, you have a general idea of where your body's going to be. Right. So I, I've just kind of stuck with it and where the schedule allows around other events mm-hmm. to get something close to it. So I know how I'm going to feel. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, slightly plain devil's advocate here because, because again, you know, I, I know that there's some people listening that are, that are just, um, that, that, that the logic I think is, is, is sound to anybody. You, you, you can kind of understand why that, you know, you're getting yourself a good 
test of, of, like you said, fitness, where we are right now as far as expectations, where we are, you know, fine tune the, the fueling. Because I'll be the first to say that, you know, the, those marathon plans that stop at about mile 20, that's, that's a long distance. That, that 10K is a long, long stretch of unknown um, for race day. So I can, I can kind of, I, I, I mean, obviously I don't have a big problem with it because that's what we do um, for, for you. And, and there's been a few other folks that, that have done that as well. Um, but the devil's advocate in me is saying, all right, so that makes sense for the first time, maybe even for the second time doing, doing the distance. But now that you've done several marathons and, and it hasn't been, you know, it's not like you're doing one every two years or three years or something like that. You're doing, doing a handful each year. So it's not like it's a, it's a foreign thing to you. It's not like, um, at this point you don't know kind of what works well for you from a nutrition standpoint that you, although still something we're always refining, but you have a, a better idea than to not eat Wendy's the, the day before is, is your only fuel for, for leading up to a race. Um, why then is that, is, is it almost like it's the routine now? It's kind of like, that's just like some people have their, their lucky socks or their, their whatever, like, is that kind of your thing or, or is it, you know, I guess, you know, again, playing devil's advocate here for those that, that are just can't understand the idea of running 26 miles a few weeks before running an actual marathon. Why do you still do that now that it's something that isn't as foreign to you as it was five years ago? Cause I feel like every 26 training mile run is completely different. Mm-hmm. And every race has been a little bit different. And I've come out of a few of the races thinking, geez, I wonder if I could have been a little bit faster. Well, I don't want to practice and registration Mm. that I've paid a lot for. I'd rather practice out on that tiny paved road with the cows. With the cows. Right. Right. Um, okay. That's, 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 that's fair. And and it makes sense. And and I think the, the biggest thing is it really illustrates to, to me as a coach and and hopefully to, to folks listening that, that there are, you know, there's no, how many times have I said, there's no one size fits all for, for anything. There's no, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of, of, science and logic to support like the Hansen's method, which is even, even, you know, they, they tend to not go more than like 16 or 18 miles usually for the longest run. Um, and I think that there's plenty of logic and science and, and, and evidence and people that you could talk to that have gone 26 miles. And, and I'm kind of starting to get, and I've, I've been trending down this road for a while now, but that, you know, for, for somebody who's been running for a while, um, that I could see that, that there's even maybe benefit of mixing in an ultra marathon once in a while. Um, with not the goal of becoming this, this next great 50 K 50 mile runner, but using that to, to put yourself in a position to run a, a harder, faster, stronger, maybe more intelligent marathon. So with that as the transition ultra marathons, um, you've run a couple of them now, uh, yesterday being, I believe number two, yes. right? Okay. Um, what was, what was, and maybe I just kind of let the cat out of the bag before, and I don't know, but what was, what was the initial reason to get into, to dabble in, in the 50 K distance, um, whenever it was a, a year, a year ago, year and a half year, ago, year ago, last year ago. ago. Yeah. What was, what was the, the reason to do that for the first time? Peer pressure. Ah, yes. It gets, it gets, it gets everybody that damn peer pressure. <laughs> peer pressure on Twitter about six months before the race. Well, I think I finished up for the year. I wonder what I should do next. Anybody got a good suggestion? 50K. Oh, just run a 50K. <laughs> It'll be great. It's only two hours from your house. It'll be wonderful. It's lovely. Look, there's pictures. Isn't this? This will be so much fun. And I thought, 
Well, I can be that crazy once. Let's look at the time limit. Oh, yeah, that's plenty of time. Even if I only <laughs> run the full and I walk the rest of it, mm-hmm. with, you know, like I'm pushing a shopping cart on a Sunday morning, I can go real slow and I will still, I'll finish. Right. Challenge accepted. Sure, why not? And uh, I kind of know this, but how did the how did the first one go? Fair. 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 It started, it was mostly weather related. Started hazy, hot, and humid. Mm-hmm. Halfway through, because it was a two-loop course, stopped in the break in the middle. Boyfriend handed me a drink mix, which I slammed. I feel great. This is awesome. I got a mile away from them, and a cold front hit, and Mm -hmm. it was in the 40s and raining sideways. Not exactly what you were dressed for. No, not (laughs) at all. And I very quickly, thankful for cell phone service, sent him a text message knowing that there was going to be a spot where I would cross near him again in about four miles. I said, that's it. I can't do this. I'm Mm -hmm. done. He said, well, wait till you get here. And I got there and chivalry in action, peeled off his jacket, wrapped (laughs) it around me and said, get, go finish. You look (laughs) fine. Right. So then it. You know, the finish line pictures of that one have me in a rain jacket that's considerably larger <laughs> a than I A few sizes too big. <laughs> a few sizes too big, but it sure did keep me warm and kept the rain off of me, and I was able to pound out the finish line. There you go. There you go. That's, that's I mean, that's that's kind of, I feel like, in my limited, also limited ultra experience, that's kind of half the half the battle sometimes is just, is just keep going um, when, when things kind of go against you a little bit. Um, and we kind of had similar situation Yesterday, um, thankfully not as cold, um, yes. but we started off and, and things were pretty, pretty comfortable, um, with definite rain forecasted for, uh, sometime before we were going to be finished and, uh, the forecast proved true and it, it started raining, uh, pretty, pretty heavy again. Um, so, so from a temperature perspective, obviously things were, were quite a bit different between these two races. Um, weather we got some sideways i don't know if it ever really rained sideways maybe had a little hail yesterday but definitely some hard some some pretty severe rain and some strong winds too that that were mixed in there as well um but otherwise what was what was the uh the difference the comparison and contrasting um obviously different courses so there's some different different things at play there but from your experience what was what were some differences between the first time through 50k and the second time through second time through the the warmer helped mm mm-hmm. mhm I I did not find the need for another layer. I knew it was raining. It's okay. I'm already wet. It's Mm -hmm. okay. And at that point, I was already sweaty. So the rain was refreshing. Kind of felt nice, right? At that point, it felt kind of good to have the rain. And it was a little bit cooler, but not brutal cold. The difference was all in the ground. Mm -hmm. First ultra was mostly crushed gravel. Mm. One or one, probably about a mile and a half that was slippery mud. And I didn't realize I took that for granted. The first 50K <laughs> right. until yesterday. Yesterday was a lot of mud and a lot of water. And if you stayed, it it was a catch-22. If you ran on the edge where it wasn't muddy or puddly, your feet were at a weird angle and the ankles mm-hmm. were, were twisting. And my my ankles in particular were starting to call me names. So, well, <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll just go straight through the middle of it. Well, then, then I didn't plan ahead for the friction that the water was going to create splash with one foot and it splashed into the other foot and that would slow that one down. And so it turned into lots of, well, if I run, I feel like I'm not getting any faster than if I walk really fast. So I'm just going to walk really fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like all the, uh, the veteran trail runners that are listening are going, yeah, that's, that's just 
trail running. You know, every, every trail is, is different. And, and I noticed, and I'm sure you did as well, that, that even yesterday, so yesterday was, it was an eight lapper. Uh, it was a, it was a four mile, uh, lap for the 50 case. So we did, we did eight laps. And, uh, I mean that, that I've, I've heard it said before, but I've never really experienced it like this where pretty clearly the trail changed every lap. Um, yes. the, the, some of those spots that were kind of muddy at the beginning, um, even before it started raining, got much worse just because, you know, you get a, a, enough foot, uh, footsteps tracking through it. And all of a sudden this little stretch, it gets bigger and bigger and more wet and, and, and just, just, uh, you know, it, it continued to change, um, throughout, throughout the course. Um, but all that being said, you still had a hell of a day. You, you, you um, you know, came through and, and you were, <laughs> you you were surprised, I think, to say it to say it mildly, um, when you got handed the second place uh, finishers trophy and a nice little uh, handcrafted mug. Um, did you have any idea that you were anywhere near the the front of the pack for the ladies uh, no yesterday? Clue. No clue. No clue. I had been cat and mouse with a group of three other women for at least laps five, six, and seven. And I had it in my head that they were already in front of me mm. and that they'd gone around me. And I'd, someone, he, oh, by the way, I have something for you. <laughs> I don't let it give him a very puzzled face, but I said, are you serious? Are you sure? <laughs> right. I saw some other people finished in front of me. And, and he said, no, they're all still out there behind you. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw them later, I, that's when I realized, okay, this wasn't a typo. Right. This is crazy outrageous. Yeah, it's uh, for, so my my two ultra marathon experiences, both both fifty k distance. One of them was basically one big loop. I think there was like a mile of road that you you know kind of dirt road we took to get to the trail, and then it was just one big loop back to that mile or two mile whatever road to come back to the finish line. Um, Similar ish, and that for what I'm putting together, your first one two laps. So it's it's still you know, you're still repeating yourself at one point, but it's not, this one was four, was eight laps. So it was easy to kind of lose track of, have I passed that person before? Have, have they passed me? Like, um, have I not seen them? So clearly we're just on the same lap. And now this is the first time that we've, we've crossed paths. Um, so it was, a, it definitely was a bit, a bit trickier. I had, I had, Rebecca was with, was with me and I was trying to get a, a feel for where I was age group. I didn't think I was anywhere near the front of the pack overall either. Um, and, and so I was trying to think, hope, hope maybe I could be top three in the, in the age group. Um, and then, you know, after a few laps, you started to kind of count. And I think that, yeah, I think you're here. I think you're there. All that to say, it was a little bit tricky trying to keep track of that stuff. Um, unless you had the computer helping you, I guess that would make it a little bit easier, but trying to keep track on your own. Um, did you have a preference between multi-laps like yesterday versus, I guess the other one was multi-laps, but just two, two long laps versus eight shorter laps. I think if I do another one and it's a trail event, I want one big one. One big one. Yesterday turned into, well, well, I know that ugly hill is coming. Then by the time it gets muddy after it poured rain, I know I'm going to have to use the tree roots to step up that hill. Mm -hmm. And then get to it the next time around. God, it's worse than I thought it was going to be. Okay, well, here we go. Glad I got these shoes on. I hope I can get up this one and not slip and fall. And seeing the same crowds of people and thinking, okay, I'm out here in the woods on lap eight and I don't see another human anywhere. And all the humans I see are passing me. (laughs) I hope I'm not dead last. So 
yeah, the, the short loop race is not is it, for is me. Is it your thing? No. It's, so I, I feel like um, I've had a lot of people when I've told that, you know, it's, it's, it's eight laps. Like, oh my gosh, it's got to be so boring. I, I don't think that boring was the, was the issue. I, I kind of felt like it was kind of nice to kind of know what was coming. Um, but yeah, it was, I didn't anticipate how weird it would be with seeing the same people multiple times at different, at different points and getting, I don't know. It was just a different, different experience. So, uh, you, one thing you did say in there, I don't know if you, if you did this on purpose or not, but if, if you do another, uh, another ultra, um, maybe, maybe 24 less than 24 hours after finishing, isn't the right time to ask this question, but, um, do you think there'll be another, another ultra or, or uh, 26.2 on the road? Good enough for you uh, at this point. If I do it again, I think the first Google search will be 50K road race. 50K road race. I mentioned to someone yesterday on the course while it was raining sideways and we were all getting hammered and I swear I saw hail in the puddles. (laughs) I told them when I go out on my next street run, I might kiss the sidewalk (laughs) because it's flat and it's consistent. Mm -hmm. It doesn't squish and I'm not going to trip. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely... um one of the the thoughts that passed through my head at some point yesterday of like, you know, it, it, it's as as much as I I kind of like the difference of running on the trail once once in a while. It is the the weather especially changes the trail way more than it changes a road a road training run a road race type of thing. Um, it just it just really that that rain coming down and the, the the mud and the standing water so then all of a sudden you couldn't see the tree roots anymore because there was water on the on the trail enough that you couldn't you know it was and again all those all those veteran trail racers are going yeah whatever that's just <laughs> that's just part of the fun um but for us road racers it's it was it was a bit it was a good day i think i had a good day i think finished second you had a good day uh, by definition um but yeah, it's, it was, it was a fun, a fun experience. Um, so, so shifting gears a, a little bit as we're getting kind of close to, to winding things down. Um, and, and we can, you know, I, I, we can go into this as much or as, as little as, as you want. Um, and, and if, if we want to skip off of it, we can find something else to wrap up the last few minutes with. But, um, one, one thing that I've, I've noticed with you, especially, um, in the last 18 months or so, 24 months, um, a few different things happened in, in personal life that uh, would have been easy to derail anybody from from running, running goals, um, you know, life situations where all of a sudden it's like, you know, that that race that I'm training for, yeah, like it was kind of important, but like, you know, having a place over, uh, having a roof over my head, you know, being able to put food <laughs> on the table, like those things, kind of more important than than uh, training for races. What I would feel like situation I feel like if I was in that would have been kind of my thoughts and and running would have kind of gone by the wayside uh at least my own personal running would have maybe kind of taken a back seat at that at the at that moment um but for you it it from from you know a couple states away and and from from internets and talking back and forth it didn't feel like that was ever much of an of a consideration for you it was it was yeah there's some things going on in my personal life but i also have these running goals and i also have these races that i'm i'm working towards and and even though the one isn't great right now i'm not going to let that impact the other so um i i guess i guess the question or at least where where to kind of lead into this this topic um why I don't maybe not why, but um, how were you able to compartmentalize as well as it seemed like you were able to do um, 
and and was there ever any any question about you know what like I've got some some serious fish to fry right now I'm just gonna not worry about running for for the time being like was that ever a consideration no despite and I'll throw some of it out there unemployment and Hurricane Harvey which I'm lots of people that saw the picture saw Houston and flooding I was farther south I was closer to the eye of the storm so my home took a pretty good hit Mm -hmm. it was still there which is a miracle in itself but it it wasn't livable for probably six months um lots of those things were inconsistent but the schedule was still there right so if i had something it was well i'm used to getting up and going to work i'm up well my shoes are by the door and no i don't have a job but the shoes are paid for and the water's free it's coming out of the faucet so let's go Mm -hmm. so if and if nothing else seeing during the storm recovery seeing other people out fixing stuff cutting down trees their house is getting better their yards getting cleaner it was kind of inspiring to at least get out so i I didn't just sit there and say wow this sucks Mm -hmm. because that that happened i'm sure quite a bit can only run so many miles during the week and then the legs quit and you can't clean up and you can't Mm -hmm. drag the trees and you, you can't do the hurricane recovery but at least for a couple days a week I got to put my feet on the ground. I'm going to go out and I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. So having the race was, well, I've already paid for this bugger. I guess we're going to, we're going to register. We registered. We're going to train. Mm-hmm. And it was a good distraction. Going to Marine Corps the year of Harvey was the most blessed distraction I could have asked for. Right. right. The boyfriend and I loaded up in the plane and we went and we forgot about Everything. all of the storm crap yeah. for about a week. Right. Right. Um, I, I, f- I feel like that, that having that sense of routine, sense of normalcy in the midst of everything else kind of being crazy. I don't know what, you know, what's, what's going to happen today. What's, what's going to, you know, with, with dealing with insurance and dealing with trying to find a new job and, and all of the things that were going on at the same time. Um, I can, I can see how that structure, that routine would, would be helpful. And, and there's been other folks that have talked about that in, in, you know, some, some real troubling times or, or struggles that they've had where running was kind of the, the, the rudder of, of the, of the life, you know, ship of life to just kind of keep things from completely toppling over. It sounds like that was, was the case for you. Um, that, that said, or kind of, you know, kind of a, a little bit, uh, you know, as, as things started to, to improve a little bit on the personal side of life on, you know, with getting the house fixed up and, and, um, you know, getting some, some nibbles and some, some opportunities professionally wise that, that, uh, you know, were able to kind of say, all right, well, I've got a paycheck coming in again, which, which was a, a, had to be a huge relief. Um, having that sense of, of normalcy return to those, those other areas of life, or at least the, the, the storm calming down a bit. Um, did that then, did that change running at all? Did that, did that make it be something where it's like, I don't know if, if taking it for granted is the right way of saying it, or if, um, it maybe made it sweeter because it wasn't something that was that, that one sense of normal. Now you had some normal going, you had, you had to get up and go to work. You had a house to come home to things like that. Um, did running change from, or how, maybe how, if, if it did change, how did running change, 
um, during that post Harvey, everything was crazy to, you know, whenever it was 10 months, 12 months later, when things finally, everything else kind of finally seemed like it fell back into place. And now running was, was not just a distraction anymore. If that is somewhat of a coherent question. Yeah. It got easier. Good. Instead of, well, okay, the rest of life is a mess, but I'm going to go run. And at least I can do that part. I'm going to be slow, but I can do it. Now it's, hey, cool, I get to get up and run today. Right. Cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get up and I'm going to have my miles before I go to work. And everyone else is going to be dragging and sucking coffee straight out of the spout. <laughs> and I'm already going to be bouncing on the walls because I got my miles in instead of, well, I, I, that's the only thing I have. Now that's, it's back to being an accessory. Right. Which is cool. Right. Yeah. And, and definitely, um, you know, it's, yeah, uh, for all the reasons it it gets, it's just probably all the reasons that life is less of a, of a pressure, less of a, Oh, like what's next. Um, that that's, you know, talked before about how, you know, the, the better, the, the healthier we can be overall, which obviously includes emotional health and just, and, and having some stability in other areas of life. Um, that's going to help you're running to be a bit better because you're just not feeling that, that burden, that stress, all that, that type of thing. So that's, that's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm obviously I knew a lot of that kind of how that, that worked out, but I just think it's a good reminder for, for all of us that, you know, when, when life happens and sometimes we think of life happening because like I got sick or I had to, I had to work, which, which is, is legitimate, you know? And, and like, you know, nobody wants to, to have the flu or, um, you know, to have some type of something that, that sidelines you for a couple of weeks or, or whatever, or something crazy work thing that, that gets in the way. Um, but just, you know, kind of tuck that in the back of the mind that if, if things really go sideways and upside down, um, you know, maybe, maybe keeping that running somewhat towards the forefront can be that, that one thing to kind of help you just keep taking the next day and the next day and then the next step that the running metaphor of just take, take the next step, um, can kind of help you get through it. So, um, as, as that kind of story wraps up and as we're getting, I think, think pretty close to, to wrapping up today, um, you know, so, so you, you've got another job now that has taken you to the city. Uh, the, the country girl, uh, is, is in the city and, and trying to, I know we've had some struggles or, or at least you've had some yep. struggles and, and we've, we've tried to work through some of them a bit about, you know, like you said earlier, loving to train on that country road with nothing but the cows and, uh, living in Houston now, yep. it's not, uh, not too many roads with nothing but cows. No, <laughs> and, and no, I don't, there. I don't think, I think I see three cows going to work occasionally. Right. Right. That's it. So, so how has that adjustment been for you to, to, I mean, you know, it's running is still running quote unquote as, as you know, what, what, well, certainly what non-runners think. And, and even those of us, although I would argue that treadmill running is still not, not running, but that's, that's another topic for another day. But you know, it's, it's what you, what you had, the, the place that where you were running was, was home. That was that you, you, you loved it there that the time that the long stretch of road coming back and now it's, it's all different. You, you got to be aware of cars. You got to be aware of people. You got to be aware of uh, 24 hours a day. I mean, Houston's a big city. There's 24 hours of stuff going on. Um, has, I know it's been a bit of a struggle to, to figure out some of the, especially the longer runs, places to run where it's safe, think where you, where you feel safe, all that kind of stuff. Um, how, how have you been able to kind of settle into that being your new normal for the most part when it comes to your running and training? 
so the negative is I don't have my one route out in the country. The positive is I have a billion more roads mm. to choose from. Right. And already I've changed up my weekday route three times. I can say, man, I'm so sick of doing the out and back from the, from the old house. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do that anymore. Because right. now I can turn left out of my apartment. <laughs> or I can turn right. Or I can go a block and take another left. Mm-hmm. And there's oodles of roads to choose from. Right. They, are, they hold the heat a lot more than the cow pastures mm. do. I found that on the long runs when the sun comes out, somebody turned on the oven plate and opened <laughs> the door and I'm right. standing underneath it. Right. So that part has been the struggle is city brings more asphalt. Of course, the side of Houston I'm on, there's a lot of chemical plants, mm. which feeds me. Right. Pays my bills, but it does cause more heat emissions and Mm -hmm. it makes the ground a little bit warmer. So it's worked out good because now when I've traveled to big city races, I'm not so shocked that it's warm out. Right. Because now that's all I've been training in. And when someone says, oh, it's 65 and it's so hot, I chuckle quietly (laughs) and think, yeah, that's my warm up temperature at five in the morning Mm -hmm. when I kick off. Um City running has made me more alert. Mm. I'm not just running and thinking about my breathing and how my feet are landing and my body posture and jamming to my music. Right. Before the sun comes up, there is no music except mm-hmm. for my feet because I'm constantly looking and listening and just being aware. startling at the random mm-hmm. person on the sidewalk right. or listening for the sirens because there's a hospital close by and where, what is that? Is that something I need to worry about? Mm-hmm. And then listen, okay, no, they're headed towards the hospital. I'm good. That's four blocks out. I don't have right. to worry about that. So it, it's brought, I don't think nearly as hard about the running while I'm running mm. in the big city. Cause there's too much else to think about. Yeah. Are there other more pressing things that you need to be aware about, um, than just counting the cows and the steps and the breathing and all that good stuff. Um, do, do you get back to get to run in the country very often? The way the work schedule flies now, it's about every other Sunday long is out in the country. So I still have my big long point to point me and the random four or five neighbors that are out that time of day. <laughs> But yeah, during the week, no. And then one, there's usually two or three Sundays a month where I find a route. It's lots of out and backs from mm-hmm. one parking spot in town. Make do. Do yeah. what you got to do. Do what you got to do. So as we're uh, wrapping up, Jennifer, I, I, I'm not going to let you off the hook without some type of philosophical question to, to wrap things up. And I don't have my, my handy sticky note with uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Uh, handful of, of typical options, but I think, I think at this point I can, I can remember enough of them or I can, can figure something out. So, um, I would just be, be curious as, as we're wrapping, wrapping this up, um, in the, in the four, five years, again, whatever, whatever the exact dates are, um, not, not exactly as important, but in, in the time that you've been a runner, how would you say that running has, has changed who you are today from who you were five plus years ago before you took those, those first steps to run that, that first half marathon for, for team taps? Probably less of an introvert. Mm. Not, not by much, (laughs) not by much, but 
some. I've definitely met more people running and interacted with a more variety, all the all the different paces, all the different speeds, all the different distances. Whereas in dressage, it's kind of a, you're so busy focused on you and your horse Mm -hmm. and that one friend that came to help you work out the nerves. And then when you're in the ring, it's you and the horse and the judge Mm -hmm. and a person taking notes for the judge. It doesn't speak. So it's kind of a solo sport. Uh, Running is not that. When you're out on a race course, it's you, it's me and lots of random people. I lost count of how many random conversations I had yesterday mm-hmm. where I was helping somebody or somebody was helping me. That's It's a totally different atmosphere. So it's probably gotten me to where I will cheer on random strangers. And in dressage, there's almost none of that okay. unless you're watching it on the Olympics right. and everybody's raw, raw, go, go Team USA. At the lower levels where I was, you might get a golf clap when you're done if you right. didn't fall off. <laughs> Definitely a different atmosphere. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, there's no better uh, places to make friends and, and uh, from one introvert to another to step out of that <laughs> introvert circle just a little bit than uh, on the race course. So, guys, if you, if you uh, want to engage with Jennifer on the social medias, if you haven't done so already, you can, that can help help her and all of us maybe get out of that introvert circle a little bit uh, as well. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, same handle, both places, uh, at C20H10N2. Uh, once again, C20H10N2. Dizruns.com slash 683 is the link to the show notes. We'll have everything linked up there as we usually do. Uh, so if you're out on the go and you haven't connected with Jennifer, you can head back to the show notes, get those links, and, uh, and say hi and uh, congratulate her on a job well done at uh, the bear bait ultras 50 K coming in second, uh, making, making herself proud, making her coach a little bit proud too. So, uh, anyway, uh, Jennifer, thanks for, uh, for taking the time. It was a, it was a pleasure finally getting off of just off of the computer and being able to, uh, to have a chat with, with, with you and, and see you and run with you. Um, and certainly, uh, thanks for taking the time to, to chat this morning and get a little bit farther out of that introvert circle. Um, but, uh, certainly wish you uh, nothing but continued success in 2019 and beyond with running and then life and everything in between. So thanks so much. And, uh, we'll obviously be, uh, be in touch as we keep going, but thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's conversation between Jennifer and myself. And as always, we'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that, uh, we talked about that uh, struck you as something maybe different, something new, something novel, something you'd never heard of before, or just something that uh, really resonated with you and you said, yes, hell yes, that is, yes, 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 yes. What was what was that thing for you today? Um, for me, it, it, uh, it my takeaway today uh, goes back to uh, Jennifer's preference when it comes to training for a race to go pretty much right up to that distance. You know, specifically, we talked about it in there a little bit. Uh, when she's training for a marathon, she likes to do a 26-miler, you know, three or four weeks out, something like that, close enough that it's there uh, as, as a, you know, mental boost, you know, a confidence builder, but uh, certainly far enough away that, the, that she has time to recover before the race. And, the, you know, that, that stands out to me. Obviously, you know, that wasn't a surprise. That's something that I knew because as, as her coach, you know, I've, I've signed off on doing that for her or, you know, kind of giving her the green light to do that for herself. But, you know, back when we first started together and she, she came with this request, it kind of struck me as, well, that's not, that's not how you do it. That's not what you're supposed to do. Um, 
which is funny for me to say that now because now I'm, I'm so on board this idea of no such thing as one size fits all. There's no universal truths when it comes to training. I mean, I guess there are some with, with tapering and, and recovery and things like that. But you know, just because some coaches think you shouldn't go past 20 miles, some coaches think you shouldn't go past 16 or 18 miles. Um, for some people, that works. For some people, that works. For others... Not so much. And, and when I started working with Jennifer and she asked about doing a 26 miler, you know, a, a month or so before a race, it really got me thinking about it. And it's, it's something that I have now done a few times. And, and I have to say, um, there's positives to it. There's positives to it. There's reasons that I, there's benefits that I've gotten from it. Um, from, from doing those longer runs, obviously you need to be smart about it. You need to be intelligent, not, not push the pace, not run not run your 26 mile training run at race pace, uh, run it easy. Just get the time on your feet, practice your fueling strategy, all those types of things. Um, but boy, is it a confidence booster? Boy, is it something that you can, that I've been able to draw on on race day of going, you know what? I've done this not too long ago. I've done this in the last month or in the last six weeks or something like that. Um, I know I can do it again today. And it, it really has helped me. Uh, just like she talked about it helped, helped her. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you can do no matter what distance you're training for. Uh, it's, it's pretty commonplace now with, with my, with my athletes, with the Diz runners that, uh, if we're really going for an aggressive PR and especially in the half marathon, boy, we're going to do several training runs, 15, 16, 17 miles, something like that to build that base, to build that confidence that they can go for 13 miles. And that, that whole seed was planted starting with, with working with Jennifer back, you know, a few years ago when she asked about that and to hear her kind of reiterate that and, and tell some of those, you know, you're going to share her experience on that side of things and why it's beneficial for her. That stood out to me, um, because it's, it's shaped, obviously it works for her, shaped me a little bit as a coach, shaped me a little bit as a runner. Um, and now it's something that I'm trying to to pass forward for you guys as well to, to learn from. I mean, I talk about it in the book, you know, and be ready on race. I talked about that idea of going beyond the distance and, and what that can do for you. And it's not, not for everyone. Uh, it's not something that universally should always be done, but depending on your goals, depending on your base, depending on your experience in the sport, it's definitely something that uh, shouldn't be, in my opinion, my professional opinion, shouldn't just be disregarded as not something that you should do. It's something that is an option and it may or may not be right for you. So that was my takeaway from today's episode. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me an Instagram message or share something in your story at Dizruns. Tag me there as well. Uh, also, you can shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for this episode. Leave your thoughts and comments and feedbacks and takeaways in the comments section of the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to at Dizruns.com slash 683. And while you're there, you know, once after you've left your thoughts and feedback, click over to the homepage, get yourself entered into the give, giveaway if you haven't done so already, or just fire up your, your browser, your mobile device, whatever the case might be, whatever you're on right now, disruns.com slash giveaway. Get yourself entered into the drawing. Uh, the odds are never better than they are right now uh, because every month more and more people get, in, get entered into the drawing, which, uh, you know, sadly means that the odds keep going down, but there's very rarely going to be fewer people in the drawing. I suppose it's possible, but uh, not likely. So get yourself entered now for the best chance to win. And like I said, you'll automatically be re-entered each and every month. So enter once, and you never know. One of these one of these months, maybe uh, maybe the, the random number generator will smile upon you, and uh, your name will be uh, called out in a future email announcing the winner of an upcoming training plan. So disruns.com slash giveaway. Get yourself entered 
And with that, we'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. As always, if you did, go ahead and click that share button and uh, spread the word. Spread the love. Let other people know about the show. It certainly uh, is helpful. It certainly means a lot. It certainly is uh, kind of the way, the, the quickest way for the show to continue to grow. Uh, we've got lots of great things coming. Uh, lots of big plans that I have that uh, I need to prioritize and start chipping away one at a time. Uh, but I'll certainly keep you all up to date, up to speed as we go. I uh, can't wait to hear what you all have to say, uh, some of the things that are coming down the pipeline. But uh, until we get to that point, we'll, we'll cut this thing off. I'll keep you posted, like I said. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Have a great rest of the day. All right. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Take care, guys.